This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Mentioned that I was up all night. Uh, my daughter I must be teething or something. She was screaming and yelling and waking up every 10 minutes. And my wife brought her into our bedroom to try and get her to fall asleep in our bed. Text message here. Taz and Jim, I just had this conversation with a coworker. How come when mom has to get up to look after the baby, everyone else in the house has to know about it? But when dad gets up, he tries to be as quiet as possible so everyone can sleep. Is that how it goes? I I would have to disagree with that. Not in our house. My wife has been unbelievable. Yeah. Looking after the baby, knowing how early I have to get up for work. Yeah, yeah. When she was on maternity leave, especially because there's no excuse, right? Like, I got to go to work early in the morning. Yeah, you want to balance, you know, chores or whatever duties, but that for sure. I'm supporting her in other ways, but she definitely took that on and she did a fantastic job. (laughs) I feel sorry for you, though. (laughs) <laughs> so, so you're saying his, his wife will get up stomp around makes a big production out of it starts making some microwave popcorn just <laughs> unnecessary noise now i i do like to mention if i get up with the baby and like on the weekend i've been getting up with my daughter she if she wakes up early and i do like a little recognition for that so if my wife doesn't address that i will bring it up in conversation <laughs> The next day. Like, huh? Must have been pretty nice to sleep in today, huh, honey? <laughs> yes, thank you for getting up with the baby. There it is. That's all I needed. Just just a little acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> I just got another text message from this guy. Ha, ha, ha. I go to bed after her and I'm a ninja. When she comes back to me, it's like there's a Viking war party coming into the room. <laughs> Sounds like you just married a loud woman. Yeah, maybe that's it. (laughs) I think this might be the last time we do one of these in 2020, Jim. It's Batch! It's crazy! For multiple reasons, year's almost over, and our horse is out of the race. Mm -hmm. The guy we were hoping was going to win it all on The Bachelorette is gone. It's been a fun run, though. Blake Moynez from Hamilton... I think originally from Burlington, but then moved to Hamilton. And so every time he was on screen, it would say Hamilton below him. Yeah. He was the, he was one of two Canadian guys on the show this year. Another guy from Calgary got the boot the first night. He wore a cowboy hat. He was gone. Blake obviously didn't win. He hung in. But hung he did a good there. job. Yeah. He rep, he repped us pretty well. Uh, you know, one, and when you make it this far, you got to be known for one thing. You know, your character gets established on the show. Blake, without a doubt is the horn dog of the bachelorette <laughs> apparently all he talks about is sex according to the other bachelor contestants say blake that's all he talks about when Tasha's not around who is the bachelorette um during an art project you know all these guys had to pour their heart out <laughs> into a project and you know make you know a heart or something like that he just made a giant penis out, out of, of clay. clay so it's just what blake does so of course the final episode that blake is on he goes on a date with Tasha, and this is kind of confusing to listen to because this this was actually during the men tell all thing at the end of the episode. So he got kicked off earlier. He got the boot from the girl, but this is them revisiting it because the men tell all section is a little later in the evening and they can get away with a little more dirty things maybe that they couldn't air earlier. Okay, so they're talking about Blake on the date? 
Yes, all the guys who ha- had already got kicked off the show are there watching this on the big screen as well. Uh, the date was uh, one of those crystal healer women, Taz. You know, these type of people. Like Reiki. Chakra, Reiki, whatever it is. Yeah. They go to the picnic in the park, and there's a 70-year-old woman with uh, some crystals, and she's got a crystal on a chain, and she asked them. And Blake's already taken his clothes off, by the way, twice <laughs> in this uh, in this season, and here we go. Now, this is something that viewers did not get a chance to see, but they deserve to see. You're welcome, America. Let's take a look. I would like to ask you to please disrobe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to take his clothes off again. He's down to just his underwear. Tasha's got all her clothes on. I don't know why he's got to take his pants off. But he's laying on his back. She's laying on his back beside him. And what shows up? An Little erection? Blake. An erection. He, he's laying with a, his date and a 70-year-old woman, Taz. She's laying over top of him with the crystal on a chain, and she's swinging it in the air over his crotch. So and did like they a magic show that trick. on television? A giant black box was censored over top of it, but you knew what was under the black censor bar. Well, okay. did, did the bar get bigger? The bar got bigger and slowly <laughs> expanded. And Taz, if you know, he obviously no longer has a shot with Tasha, but I think he's got a chance with this 70-year-old chakra Your deepest desires with Blake. We're going to look at the sexual energy. Oh, there's a lot there. (laughs) I'm a pretty, like, I guess, like, sexually open guy. Like, I think sex is a big part of love and passion. It's just funny that, like, that came to light as much as it did. Oh, this is beautiful. (laughs) Actually, you're very aligned there in a big way. Oh, my God. Oh, that's beautiful. It's pure and simple magic, and we're charging your presence. That's a date. (laughs) Is she still talking about his chakra? (laughs) I don't know. So it's over with Blake. He's no longer going to be the winner of this contest. He's not going to end up with Taysha. But I think this is best case scenario for him. You know what I mean? He He gets that sexual energy out there. Yeah, he made it deep into the game. The prize, which I didn't realize on The Bachelorette, is you have to marry someone who's basically a stranger, (laughs) which does not sound like a prize. So good. Yeah, you're right. Good for Blake for... For doing Hamilton proud. And this is truly what all the guys go on Bachelorette for. This tweet I just received after this episode aired, Taz, from at Samwise, at Jim from the radio. Can you get Blake in touch with my eligible friend who wants in? Her name is at Court Huberts. Make it happen. Right. So I will be forwarding this onto Blake, this Instagram handle, this Twitter handle. Who knows, but I'm sure these are being flooded in his inbox right now. Blake's hammer is back in the hammer, so (laughs) you never know. I love everything about this audio we're about to play. Uh, This video has gone viral. It was posted on Reddit. It's a hostess working at a Denny's somewhere in the United States. Have you seen this, Jim? I think I know where this is going. I haven't seen it, but I, I think I know what's up. Oh, man. Denny's hostess welcomes some guests into the restaurant, but informs them that they need to be wearing masks if they want to be served. And then they start going off on how, oh, they're being discriminated against and blah, blah, blah. And the Denny's hostess, her response is unbelievable. It's under the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that we have an exemption, religious exemption. I quit. I quit. 
Ma'am, we're not Roger, sick. I'm not working for the anymore. These guys won't put their mask on. I'm yes. sick of feeling like this. Why are you discriminating against us, ma'am? I'm not discriminating against you. I've had it. Don't believe everything the media tells you, okay? Good God. I like that these guys think that they're so right that they're filming, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, you see this all the time. It's these idiots who have nothing better to do, who want to feel like victims. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get uh, it on camera and show everybody how, uh, how discriminated against we are. Yeah. Oh, they, I'll uh, get the evidence that will change the, everyone's opinion on this. And you can just tell how smug, how smuggy sounding, too. Oh, we have a religious exemption. Okay, well, that's obviously nonsense. These two knobs are in the car practicing their speech over <laughs> and over again. Okay, <clears throat> I'll, I'll say that we have a religious exemption, and then you come in and you say that uh, you're a sheep and don't believe everything <laughs> you see. We're really going to get that Denny's hostess who's working for minimum yeah. wage, putting herself at risk during a pandemic. This lady just had enough. And if you want to eat but you don't want to wear a mask just order takeout and get it curbside delivered or picked up whatever man like if you don't like masks fine but uh you know don't bother somebody else or berate somebody else for just following the rules right don't take it out on the people who are (laughs) they're not making a ton of money to do what they've been doing to put food on their tables they're just as frustrated as you are if not more clearly mm-hmm. this lady is being called a hero by many who work in the retail sector i'm sure she she feels the same way that a lot of them do and the song did you hear the song playing in the background no they need to make a movie about this lady because it it's got all the soundtrack is killer She's a uh, a hero standing up to the evil anti-maskers. I think it would be fantastic. It's under the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that we have an exemption, religious exemption. I quit. I quit. Ma'am, we're not Roger, sick. I'm not working for the anymore. These guys won't put their mask on. I'm yeah. sick of feeling like this. Why are you discriminating against us, ma'am? I'm not discriminating against you. I've had it. Don't believe everything the media tells you, okay? throws the 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 skirt in the air or the the bib in the air as she drives out of the parking lot i'm my own woman screw you guys daddy's in the background the rear view mirror <laughs> fist in the air freeze frame <laughs> taz and jim let's tell you about these two knuckleheads in sarnia ontario Last Friday night, two 27-year-old guys broke into a house in Sarnia. They smashed open the door to the home with a hammer. One of them held the hammer over top of the people inside and demanded the money that they owed him. I want my money! Give me the money you owe me! People who are lying in bed in their own house are like, uh... Who are you? Take off your COVID mask! (laughs) I don't owe you any money. I I think this is a mistake. Eventually, the two 27-year-old men realize, whoops, we got the wrong house. No. So they apologize profusely (laughs) to this this nice couple. I don't know if it was a couple. I don't know who the victims were here. (laughs) But they said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They offered to pay the for the damages to the door 
They wanted to repair the door, fix everything, and just let bygones be bygones. (laughs) Call it a wash. Wow. Hey, we'll fix the door. Or do you have a neighbor named Gary around here? He he owes me some money. He can just pay it forward. You know where Gary's house is? (laughs) We'll come back. We'll mow your lawn twice a week, all summer. (laughs) Shovel your driveway. Just please don't call the police. Uh, man, how relieved is the guy in that neighborhood who owes his bookie $2,000, though? <laughs> exactly. The guy who's in debt now is in the clear because the, the victims did not go for the offer of, hey, we'll fix your door. <laughs> yeah. Please don't call the cops. The cops were called. They have charged uh, the two men with break and enter mischief under $5,000 and possession of a dangerous weapon. Mm. That's why you always got to double check the number on the outside of the house. I wonder which one of the two guys had that job. (laughs) Because you know the other guys. Steve, I told you, you're the address guy. (laughs) It was a nine. I thought it was a six. (laughs) The discussion, though, of trying to convince someone you just smashed into their house with a hammer, threatened to physically harm them. Yeah, yeah. And when you realize your mistake, hey, if we pay for the door, uh, will you not call the cops, please? <laughs> I'd do it for an extra two grand if they said we'll fix all the damages and, we'll, and uh, give you some hush money. Is that your number to keep your two, mouth shut? Th- for some reason, $2,000 is in my mind for both the debt thousand, and the payoff. Thousand bucks a guy. Thousand, thousand bucks is not enough to be abruptly awoken and think that your life is going to end. Two thousand, getting there. You've really uh, made a mistake when you go to collect on a debt and you end up $2,000 in the hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did that happen? You have the right to remain stupid. Over the holidays, looks like we're going to be pretty tight. I I just want this to be done. I can't take it anymore, (laughs) Jim. What a test for your relationship, though, with Sarah. Wow. Do you guys feel like you've gotten a lot closer over uh, the past 10 months, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I don't know exactly how it would have went otherwise, but literally she's there all day. I get back to work or back home at noon. So for all day, yeah, we're around each other. It's pretty wild. Do you change into sweatpants when you get home from work? Immediately. So do I. First thing I do is walk the dog when I get back. So it's put on some sweatpants, walk the dog, lounge about. <sighs> Sweatpants are great. That's what I'm going to tell my sister I want for Christmas. She called me yesterday. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, nothing really. (laughs) But I think uh, you can't have too many pairs of sweatpants. Yeah. Oh, this is, I never used to wear sweatpants in public, but I've gone grocery shopping in sweatpants now. (laughs) I've given up completely uh, on fashion. Uh, I went to the bank uh, with sweatpants (laughs) the other day. Not that it's a big deal, but I just, I would always put jeans on if I had to go run errands. Now I I don't don't care at all. You're worried that someone's going to recognize you. Oh, that's Jim from the radio. I got a mask on. He's wearing sweatpants in the bank. Nah, mask on, giving up. You got to have pockets in the sweatpants. Mm -hmm. Because I do have a couple pairs that are sans pockets, and it's annoying when you have to go put on a different pair of sweatpants to leave the house. (laughs) 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 You know, I've given up on life, but I haven't given up to the point where I'm going to carry my wallet and phone in my hand. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not that down and out. I just like being comfy. 
Okay, this is a video from Barstool Sports. They they found it somewhere anyway. There was a question asked to people on Instagram. Uh, what's a toxic thing you've done in the past uh, in a relationship that you still do? And this girl told a story that I don't think she understands exactly how messed up it is. I'm going to play it for you. Just Just try to pay attention to how many red flags appear in this one 60-second story. One time when my boyfriend was sleeping, um, his phone went off and it was from a Morgan. And I know all of his exes and friends and like I've never heard of a Morgan before. So I went through the messages and they were talking about how much they miss each other. And I was like, weird. So I got on his Facebook and typed her name in his friends list. And there she was. And I went on her Facebook. It was really, really private. I could only see like three or four profile pictures. And there was a guy in one of them and he was tagged. So I went to his Facebook and I saw that they were engaged. And I was like, hmm, weird. So I had screenshotted all the messages and then sent them to my phone, then deleted them out of his pictures and his phone. So he didn't know that I had them. And I reached out to Morgan. I tried to call her on Facebook and then was immediately blocked. And then I went to the fiance's Facebook and I was immediately blocked. So I said, that's kind of fishy. So I got on my second Facebook and I typed in the fiance's name and I went through his friends list and sent screenshots of the messages to all of the people with his same last name. And it turns out it was the night before their wedding and it was rehearsal dinner night and I ruined the wedding. So sorry about that, Morgan. Again, don't text my boyfriend. <laughs> wow. Oh that was a journey of crazy. You know what's amazing? Just how that flows out of her. You know, she's talking so fast and she's just getting all these little details of the story out there. Like this is, she's living for this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And why would she, why would she seek revenge on Morgan for having an affair with her boyfriend, but she's still with the guy? Yeah, I hate when people do that, when their their partner cheats, but they get mad at the person their partner cheated with more than their partner themselves. Yeah, I understand being angry with the person, the other man or the other woman. Yeah, yeah, because you generally think you could physically fight them. But ultimately, should you not be angry with your partner, the person that you have trusted yeah you have made this uh, this commitment to they have yeah. made a commitment to you they're the one who broke that contract not the other person who you know just was looking to get a little side piece yeah i like how, <laughs> i like how she acts like she won too like the joke is on her in the long run i guess everybody involved is a loser but uh yeah ruined her wedding yeah first off red flag number one if i was dating a girl who started dating a girl and she told me she had a second facebook so i got on my second facebook big red flag (laughs) like what is that for that's your that's like your sneaky creeping tool and then after i went to my second facebook i went to my third instagram account (laughs) and then i went to my burner twitter account and i sent this message in in the dms to to all the morgans in north america just to see if i could get any hits and would you look at that (laughs) And it can't be the first time that she did it because she had it all planned. Yeah. And he was still sleeping. What would you do, Jim, if you got a uh, a text message the night before your wedding from a guy claiming that, uh, or a girl claiming that her boyfriend was sleeping with Sarah? Uh, would you call the wedding off? This is 100%. Night, night before the wedding. 100%. Well... Yeah. All the guests are already in town. This is normal times. All the guests are in town. Everything has been paid for. You're good to go the next day. You get a a message from somebody's second Facebook (laughs) (laughs) saying that their, uh, their boyfriend was cheating with Sarah. And you're, you're, you're telling me that they have definitive proof 
that they that they're sending me, or is it just a random screenshots? Claim? Same as this lady, screenshots of messages. Okay, between I would Sarah and another guy. I would night I, before the wedding. I wouldn't say a thing. I would take those screenshots. I would tell the MC that I have a special PowerPoint I wanted to make. <laughs> Right before dinner. <laughs> so this no, right after the know, dinner. But you know, the dinner you're already married. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're going for the annulment afterwards. I'm going. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna somehow get alimony. I don't know how I'm gonna figure it out, but uh, I'm gonna show everybody, the family, the friends, the screenshots. Nice. Drop the mic. Peace. Push the cake over. Grab my groomsmen. Get in the limo. Straight to Niagara. Who's the conniver now, Jim? <laughs> I got my plan. Seems like that came out of you pretty naturally. <laughs> That's kind of fishy. Talking about uh, the night before the wedding, you have an epiphany. Realize you don't want to get married for whatever reason. Is it better to go through with it and just try and get the marriage annulled? Or do you call the wedding off, even though people have traveled <laughs> from all over the place to see you get married? You got a comment here? So that guy did the right thing. If he didn't want to get married, he should have done it before that, but it was the right thing. You you would prefer if the guy calls off the marriage the night before you're supposed to get married? Yep. Now, do you have a story or you just wanted to express your well, opinion? I got a story, but I don't know if I want it on the air. <laughs> um, uh, just I, tell us. <laughs> okay, so I got married long, long ago. 1985. Yeah. Shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I should have called it off. But it was like that guy, it's last second, you know it's not a good idea, but what are you supposed to do? Were you cheating at the time? Nobody was cheating. It wasn't that kind of a thing. Okay. Um, you you just knew that it wasn't going to last. You knew you were making a bad decision. Yeah. And I don't say I have regrets because I have a wonderful daughter from the marriage. Mm-hmm. But no, we shouldn't have got married. And so I think if people know they shouldn't, don't. The night before, you were saying I shouldn't be doing this. I think it was a week before that I knew that I should have backed out. But I didn't because, what the hell, everybody would have killed me, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And was the daughter before or after the wedding day? Way after. All right. So you you gave it a shot. Yep. I guess... You know how they say wisdom's wasted on the old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, you've got a soul. wonderful daughter if she's listening. She's the best thing that came out of that relationship by and That's far. exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, if you can avoid getting yourself in a situation where you're going to be miserable and feel like you've wasted years of your life, I guess it's better just to cut ties the night before. Yeah, well, you should probably do it before the night before. Right, but... long before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. You're wonderful. You Thank you. every day. Are you happy now? Yes. I'm still single and looking. Hello. You know anybody single. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put it out there. Gentlemen, if you're looking for a lady that will uh, call the wedding off the day before you get married, <laughs> that is Heather, who was just on the air with us. She's, she's looking for love. She has a good point, but I also wonder how many people were convinced a week, maybe a day before their wedding, that they were making a wrong choice, went through with it anyway, and now they're happily married for 40 years. Flip side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, it's a stressful time. People get thoughts in their head. Sure. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You and start then, spiraling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best thing you ever did.
Not in Heather's case, apparently. <laughs> she got a daughter out loves of it. Loves her daughter. Loves her daughter. Again, Good. I hope the daughter is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.